Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett, I'm Lee. Coming to you from the T-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is April 18th, 2023. Oh, I missed you yesterday. I missed you. I'll tell you why in a minute. Let's listen to the music. Let's go. Update, update at the DTOM Studios, update, got a new soundboard, <laughs> and uh, so you see what happened was, I was trying to uh, figure out how to use the darn thing, because um, <coughs> it's, it's new, <laughs> it's different from what I had, and um, so it might take me a show or two to uh, get used to it, so uh, you're just going to have to um, bear with me, as I guess the case will be. I uh, I bought one that was a little bit more than what I had for my, you know, the one I had been using for the last two years. I just figured a better name brand, hopefully everything would be good. And um, so far, I mean, like I said, this is the first show I've done with it, so I guess we'll have to wait and see how things look on the, uh, you know, after- afterwards. It it just sounds, to me, it sounds a little different. So hopefully I'm not too breathy, I'm not too low, I'm not too smacky or breathy or whatever words we're going to use because this mic is extremely hot so i mean if i just barely listen i just barely move it like you can i'm barely touching the thing and you can hear that um but hopefully everything works out i i it's you know i i don't i don't know 
I, by no stretch of the imagination, am a, uh, <laughs> am a uh, audio engineer of any kind, right? And, uh, you know, I guess it is what it is at this point. Um, hopefully, this works out because uh, I spent a nice little chunk of change on this. I didn't go too crazy, but I uh, really don't feel like spending another couple hundred bucks on a on a uh, another mic. So hopefully this all works out. And uh, yeah, because I'll tell you this soundboard. Not not that this is going to be a show about soundboards uh, on the Soundboard Podcast, brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. Um, <clears throat> to me, it sounds fine in my headphones, but then I'm looking at the the meter, and, and you guys don't have a clue, probably for the most part, what I'm talking about. So I'm done talking about it. Hopefully, this turns out great, and uh, everything's hunky and uh, dory. So, with that being said, guys, today is April 18, 2023. Um, so what does that mean? Today is tax day, right? It, normally it falls on the 15th for whatever reason this year. It falls on the 18th. So yeah, I hope everyone's got their taxes done. Today is tax day. It's, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, I didn't do it. I, I, okay. I get it. You're pissed. But are you really that pissed? Because if you were really that pissed, you would you'd do something about it, wouldn't you? No, 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 no. We're just going to cry and we're going to pay our taxes and we're going to be those people. And, and I'm not saying you guys are stupid because, you know, well, I didn't have to pay taxes. But, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. And uh, to help us relax, we're going we're gonna to put a little music to the situation, guys. So, it's Beatles. Who is this? George Harrison wrote this song, guys. I know I'm not supposed to play music, but I don't really care. Okay, so what does what does this mean? And who started this crap? Who's responsible for this bullshit? Right, so you might be surprised to know if you don't know. Um, I'm gonna tell you, oddly enough, Republicans <laughs> are responsible for this situation. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, so technically, President Taft was the uh originator of, of uh, federal income tax, and every year. We go through this, right? So, for those who grumble over having to contemplate those numbered boxes on the IRS 1040, we have William Howard Taft to thank, nation's 27th president, who served just a single term, <laughs> shocking, from 1909 to 1913, is probably best known for being the, well, the heaviest president, so who cares about that, as well as the first to ride in an official limousine. And he was obsessed with golf. And I'm not talking about Trump. Oddly enough, we're talking about Taft. So Taft um, didn't actually invent the idea of a federal tax, uh, income tax. And actually, it was something Abraham Lincoln who 
convinced Congress in 1861 to pass what they called at the time the revenue tax and impose a temporary 3% tax on incomes of over $800. And, and that was in order to fund the war, the Civil War. After the Civil War, it um, expired in 1872. So, you know, it only ran for, what, like five years, ten years? And uh, later in that century, the federal tax resurfaced because the uh, government was doing so horrible and managing their money. And this is 1893, not 1993 or 2023 for that matter. Um, so in 1909, uh, to make a long story short, they tried to push it through uh, 2% income tax with incomes over $4,000. And here's the kicker. $4,000 a year. Is, obviously, now you're like, that's nothing, you know. I make that in a week, right? <laughs> Am I right? No, I'm joking. Um, but to most Americans, $4,000 a year, that's okay. Um, but back then, I, with inflation and everything, it basically it calculates out to be well over 100, I think it was 150 something thousand dollars a year. So that was just, so you just had those people, whoever was making over $4,000 a year, paying 2%. Uh, income tax. So what's that? 80 bucks? <laughs> um, so it, it, it's kind of interesting because I, I don't know what my tax rate was. I did taxes. Um, I want to say it was like 11 or 12 percent um, for me and the wife. Usually you're in that 10 to, you know, depending on how much you make, 10 to 12, 15 percent, you know. And I think it's just a situation where I, I remember ever since I can remember filing taxes, you we always thought of it as like a bonus. So oh, it's income tax day. Oh, we're gonna get I'm gonna get a thousand dollars back. I'm getting five thousand dollars back. You have kids, I'm getting twenty thousand dollars now. But you know what I'm saying? And it was kinda like cool. So like when you were when you were young and let's say you were young and married, had one or two kids, whatever, you kind of did get a bonus in a sense, right? So, um, but realistically, you you kind of didn't. So let's say you made whatever you made, and let's say you're married, between you and your wife, you and your husband, whatever, you paid $10,000 in taxes, okay? And you're getting back three grand. Oh, we, we get to claim little Susie, so we're going to get back five grand. Five grand, that's great. But you paid in 10. So... Why, why are you, where's that other five grand? Where did that money go? And I think that's what a lot of us were getting tired about. Because <clears throat> fortunately, I live in the state of Florida. So in Florida, there's no state income tax. Now, I don't know exactly all the states that have state income tax, whatever. Sorry for if you live in a state that does, because then you're getting double tax. So if you make, you know, 50 grand a year, and you're getting, say, taxed, you know, 10% by the federal government and, you know, whatever your state might be, 5%, whatever it is, you know, it's like, what the fuck? And then it's like, what, what do I have to show for this? And then on top of it, you've been hearing a lot of talk lately about um, Social Security going away, right? Now, mind you, 
the different proposals that that I have seen on this are um I, I can't I, there's a cutoff I so like I'm not anywhere near the age ready to you know retire and collect uh <clears throat> social security but I think I make the cutoff I think if you're like 40 or 42 or something like that or older you you're still good or if they raise the you know whatever it is um now I'm not to say that that is okay either way they constantly have raised it over the years um you know you see what's going on in France where these people lost their mind because they were going from 62 to 64 it's like oh you know and I and I get it you you especially I'm about to hit 50 now like I said I'm I'm still like 17 <laughs> years away from that goal line, I, which I probably will never actually reach. Um, but from the age of 16 when I started working up until the day I die, I'm paying uh, Social Security, right? They're taking whatever that dollar amount is out every week for Social Security. And... If I die, so let's say I die two months from now, okay? And if that happens, it's 4, 18, 23, I'm joking. <laughs> Where does that money go? Okay, well, I'm married, so my wife would get death benefits. But what if, let's say you're 30. Let's, well, let's say if the cutoff is 42, if, it, if, if the rule is we're, we're ending Social Security, if you're over 42 or 45, whatever the number is that they decide uh, you're still going to get your benefits, whatever. But what if you're 44? What if you're just under that line? And you've been working for, you know, 20 years, 18 years, whatever it is. And you've put in to the system, whatever that dollar amount is. Every every year, I, I think it's a month or two months before your birthday, you can get, whether you sign up for it or not, but you're able to get a statement from the government that shows how much you've paid in the whole time you've worked. So it shows you from the first year you were employed and paid income tax up until the past year. And it shows you how much you made every year, what you paid in on Social Security, and that if you were to go out on disability, this is what your benefits would be. If you were to retire at age, whatever it is, 67 and a half or whatever that number is, this is what you can expect to get. But if I've paid in, I'm just going to throw a number out there. Let's say I've worked 20 years, okay? I, I've missed the cutoff. I've, I've worked um, 25 years. I'm 41 years old. I started working when I was 16. I'm 41 years old. The cutoff was 42. I'm, I'm out. But in that 25 years, I paid, 20, you know, I don't know, 20 grand in social security do i get that money where does that money go is that fair for those people so i mean and they keep track like i said they keep track of it so if if they were to do this now i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm not saying that if you're working and especially if you're a younger person and you're listening to the sound of my voice don't <laughs> work your job thinking, okay, well, 
you know, when I'm 65, 66, 67, whatever that number is, I'm going to be able to retire and I'm going to get whatever Social Security. Don't bank on that. You need to find a job where maybe if you're lucky enough, if you're fortunate, you can get a pension. Um, most companies don't do that anymore. They encourage you to invest in 401k, right? And most companies, most bigger companies will put, will match whatever you put in up to 6% or whatever that percentage is. So if you take uh, 5%, 6% of your paycheck every week and, and, uh, that gets taken out of your check, goes to 401k, you play the stock market, essentially. That's your retirement. But now you're depending on the stock market to do good <laughs> to as to whether or not how good your retirement's going to be, right? And even if you work for a company that has stock, you know, stock options, you work for, you know, a retailer of some sort or, uh, you know, whatever. You work for IBM or Apple or whoever, and you're buying stock. Every paycheck, you're getting 50 bucks a week taken out of your check to buy stock. And you have, you know, 5,000 shares when you retire, whatever. Well, that all depends on how well those shares are doing at the time. <laughs> you know, so it's, 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 it's a gamble. And I am by n in no way, shape, or form the person to lecture anybody on saving money. Because trust me, if you knew my wife... You would know that's an impossible task. But nonetheless, save your money. I have a feeling that Social Security will go away. You'll continue to get taxed. And you won't do anything about it because we're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. I hate to be that guy, but I, I don't recall the exact year. 1767, I want to say, right? The royals, the the English government was going to raise the, the taxes on goods coming into the colonies. The, the colonist was like, you know, this is, this is some bullshit. And essentially what, what the English government did was they raised, they basically put a, a tariff, a self-imposed tariff, on goods coming into America because the shipping company was losing money. So they owned the shipping company, so they were losing money. And uh, they're going to charge you, you know, you nasty colonist uh, for that. Now, it's not like they were getting goods for free. It's not like the tea was getting over here for free and whatever else was coming from wherever. They were paying for it, but they wanted to tax them. Now, back then, that's where the phrase no taxation without representation came from because there was not a member of, of the colonies because we weren't a country. We were a colony of the British Empire. So there was no representative in Parliament over in England to represent us and say, no, this is bullshit. Um, for whatever reason, that's just how it was back then. And it's not like we were – it was almost like the colonists – we're treated as second-class citizens because the idea of people coming to this country was to escape religious persecutions and stuff like that. 
So it's kind of like, well, you kind of have, you quote unquote, kind of have your freedom because you're over there, but you're still ours, so we're going to tax you. And the taxes that the American colonists paid percentage-wise was higher than the people in Great Britain. Now, mind you, I guess you could say that's because we had to ship the shit and da-da-da, I get it. But even if you can justify why stuff was taxed the way it was for the colonists, the people in this country, or in these colonies, I should say, at the time, got pissed. And they were like, this is bullshit. And we ain't having it. And that's the Boston Tea Party. And that kind of kicked things off. So at that point, it obviously pissed off the crown. And uh, just different things started kind of spitballing from there. And then I'm not going to go through the whole history of the Revolutionary War. That might be a show for another day. But nonetheless, that's some could point to that particular event as one of the catalysts that started the Revolutionary War. And I sit back and think, we bitch every year come April 15th or April 18th in this case. And we don't do a damn thing about it. On top of <laughs> all the other bullshit that we have to deal with in this country. From presidents, congresspeople, senators, governors, mayors, whatever. And we just sit back and take it. Or bend over and take it, maybe is a better phrase. And and we just gripe and we bitch and we complain. And, and then we're told you can solve your issues at the ballot box. No, the fuck we can't. Those issues cannot be solved at the ballot box. Why? And let's just assume, for the sake of argument, that elections are legitimately 100% fair and square. I'm just going to say... For the sake of argument, or like I like to say for this, for shits and giggles, let's just say they're 100% legit. There's no issues. Everything's copacetic, right? The problem is this. When it comes to voting, you're going to have people that vote Democrat, vote Democrat. You're going to have people that vote Republican, re vote Republican. And you can only, and I, I don't even want to say it like this, because you can't even hope that, oh, well, hopefully there's more Republicans than there are Democrats. It's, it's not even about that. Because you're going to have some Democrats vote Republican and some Republicans vote Democrat. You're going to have that. But it's not about that. It's people vote in their comfort level. That's what the problem is. You have, I'm going to just say Lindsey Graham, for example, in South Carolina. You, If you live in South Carolina and you're listening to my voice, listen up. You, now South Carolina is a red state. Not saying that there's no Democrats there, but it's a red state. It is what it is. Every however many years you vote for senators, what, six years, I think, you vote. And Lindsey Graham wins whenever. I, I wasn't really prepared to talk about Lindsey Graham, so forgive my ignorance, but whatever. He won senator 10 years ago, 12 years, whatever it is. And he hasn't really done you wrong as far as you know. So you're like, fuck it, he's in there, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham, right? Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, that's, it's, I mean, I'm not blaming South Carolina, I'm just picking out a name. And it's the same way with, 
with Congress people, you know. You just you get a name, you get in there. Like AOC, for example. The gentleman that she beat to become a congressperson four years ago, six years, whenever it was. She, the person that she beat, and forgive me, I don't know the person's name, but whatever. He was one of those 20-year Democrat congresspersons in the Bronx district of whatever number it is. And he took his job, not necessarily his job for granted. I mean, he probably did, but he took his uh the vote for granted. Why? Because he had already won five times. He had been congressperson. Who's going to beat me? And this chick, who's dumb as a box of rocks, but gained crazy following on, on Twitter and Instagram and whatever, won. Not because she was necessarily the better candidate, and definitely not because she was new blood, it wasn't like, oh, my God, we got to get someone new in there. Vote for her. It wasn't even back. He was a Democrat. She was a Democrat. So most people, when you win, whatever side of the aisle you are, generally speaking, when it comes to Congress and Senate and those types of seats, generally when you win, you're in there for a while unless something happens in your state to change that that color from red to blue or blue to red whatever the case may be and and it's the laziness of us i'm not saying you guys us because we all do this there's very few of us that sit there and every four years every six years with maybe with maybe the exception of president or your governor but the majority of us when it comes to voting for whether it's Congress or Senate to go to Washington or even in your state, how much research do you really do? Once that person's in place, whoever, whatever position, whatever it is, as long as you don't really hear anything negative about that person, you're probably good. And the only way you don't vote for that person is if they're not in the party that you back, right? Right? And that's where we're wrong, because we allow these politicians, Republican, Democrat, I don't care, to get comfortable. And then once they get comfortable, they start fucking with us, because this Social Security talk isn't a Democrat talking point. It's both sides. And it's not even just both sides. It's old school both sides. It's people that's been around for a minute. And they think, whatever, they're going to vote for me because I'm Lindsey Graham, because I'm Diane Feinstein, I've been here for 50 years. Why would they vote me out now? Because you need to go away. Lindsey Graham is no one's friend, and he's a Republican. Mitch McConnell's no one's friend. These old school people that's been around for a minute, they are not your friend. They give two shits about you. If you're in Kentucky and you're voting for Mitch McConnell, if you're in South Carolina and you're voting for Lindsey Graham, you're an idiot. I'm sorry, but you're an idiot. You've got to start doing research. And these people have got to go away. Now, why are they still there? Well, because they have these tremendous packs that back them and throw your money to them. That you're sitting in your house, you're watching TV, you're watching a football game, you're watching, you know, baseball, whatever you're doing. 
and the commercial comes on. Oh, vote for Lindsey Graham. He's great. He's he's done this and he's done that and he's fucked you hard, but you didn't even see it coming. What was that? What was that last part? I don't worry about that. One of these people going to start running on these issues. Occasionally, you'll hear a Ted Cruz or a a uh, Rand Paul or whoever oppose IRS and the and the income tax and stuff like it. But here we are. We're still paying it. We're still de- still dealing with it. It's going to take us, we the people, to make things different. And until we do, we're going to get it in the end. It doesn't matter. Where's our money going to? I've heard Rand Paul say this. Audit the Fed. Audit the IRS. Cool. Let's fucking do it. How <laughs> How do you have 100 senators and 400 whatever Congress people not say that is a good fucking idea? Even if all of them don't do it. How, do, how does... 60% of those people not say, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter. This is a people thing. This isn't a party thing. And may I remind you, people in Washington, congressmen, senators, whatever, if you happen to be listening to the sound of my voice, because I know I get downloads in D.C., thanks, and Maryland and Virginia, sugar water. But um, if there's just five of you guys, remember what it was like when you were some schmuck working at, you know, the local grocery store, your Walmart, or, you know, whatever, and you were having to pay your check, you know, you lost 50 bucks a week or 100 bucks a week or whatever that dollar amount is in taxes. You lose it now. You're making 175 or whatever thousand dollars a year as a congressman or senator or whatever, 200,000 to whatever it is. You're paying income tax. Or you figured out a way to cheat the system where you claim 20 people deductible on your on your thing and then you take out some deductions and you do this and you I'm sure there's I'm sure you guys as much you want to criticize presidents and uh presidents sons and and I'm talking to everybody. I'm not I'm not, uh, this isn't a, uh, one, one-sided argument. I'm talking to you all. Why, um, why don't you say, yeah, we should do this because I don't like paying taxes any more than you like paying taxes unless you're not paying the taxes, unless you know something that we don't, which may be the case. And that's why we should really focus on who your representatives are, what those people are saying, and do they mean it. All right. Now, mind you, when I had this show put together yesterday, I was not planning on talking about taxes, but... 31 minutes later, and uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, yesterday I had stuff together, had stuff to do with shows, so some of this stuff's going to be regurgitated, stuff that you've heard from probably other shows. and uh, But the difference is you're going to get my spin on it and my rant, and you'll thank me later. So just sit tight 
because I want to talk about our next sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Don't forget to use promo code DTOM at the checkout and get your 30% off on your purchase price. That's ChristianLawson.com, promo code DTOM. All right. On to bigger things. Now, obviously, you guys are seeing what's going on around this country. There is a ton of violence. There is a ton of different things. Now, I'm gonna before I get into this, I'm gonna talk about um, Chicago, okay? And I'm gonna cover a couple different gamuts of of Chicago here. But um, before I do, the, a couple like a week or so ago, I, whenever the um, Nashville shooting was, and then. I think like a week or so later, there was the shooting at Louisville at the bank. Now there's been another shooting in Louisville. There was a shooting in Alabama over the weekend. Now, this is, we're not talking about L.A. and Chicago and New York. We're not talking about those places. We're talking about red states. And I don't care if it happened in Nashville, which is a blue city and a red state. I don't care. We're talking about Blue states and red states. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago that you're going to start seeing an uptick in mass shootings of of whatever kind in these red states. And it's not even that... I'm not even going to suggest that these shootings are pre-planned, predetermined. It's just a way to make uh, gun owners. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that Nashville... Nashville was interesting... In itself, because of who did what where. That would be one of those situations that you could probably, that was weird. You had a trans shoot up a Christian school, hmm, you know, but regardless of those facts, you're seeing, you're seeing and you're hearing about Nashville and Louisville and Alabama. Why? Because red state, red state, red state. I guarantee in that same time frame, there were shootings in California and Illinois and New York and Detroit, Michigan, and wherever else. And if you live in those states and those areas, you obviously probably heard about those because you live there. Why should I, in Florida, and, and I'm not disrespecting anybody that got shot or died in these, in these situations, but with the exception of these people lost their lives for no apparent reason. Why should I care? And I know that probably sounds heartless, but and, and like I said, no disrespect to the people that died. I'm not I'm not saying that. But that's a Nashville problem, a Louisville problem, Alabama, I don't know the city in Alabama, but you know what I'm saying? God knows <laughs> if we heard about every shooting in Chicago, in L.A., in uh, Detroit, in New York, and there, and here, and in Florida. You know, we don't even hear about, you know, in Florida, I don't hear about every little shooting. I hear maybe stuff that's in this area, or if there's something major in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, whatever, you might hear about that. Like there was a shooting with the kids that shot the three younger people, and the, I think the shooters were 12 and 15, whatever, that was north of here. It was in little ass area of 
Marion County up in Ocala. And you may have heard that because it was a unique situation. But my point being is Florida's red state. So if you live in Kentucky and you heard about that shooting in Florida, why do you care? You understand what I'm saying? You don't care. So why is the national media, if there's a shooting in Florida, I would expect to hear about it because I'm in Florida. If there was a shooting in my neck of the woods, I would definitely expect to hear about it. Okay? If I'm hearing about shootings in Nashville, Louisville, Alabama, you know, Texas, whatever other red state, by national media, all of them, Fox, CNN, I don't care, whoever, there's only one reason for me to even hear that is to push an agenda, is to push divide. If there's a school shooting in Nashville, pray for the people that died, you pray for the people that got injured, and you pray for those families, but why am I hearing about it? Well, Fox is telling me because CNN's going to say we need gun control, we need this, and we need that, and AR-15s aren't, shouldn't be allowed on the streets, and yada, yada, yada. And Fox is going to tell you this is bullshit, they're coming after your guns, da, 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 da. And they're not wrong, but it's just to cause divide. It's just so me as a gun owner and a Second Amendment proponent is going to yell at a person that is the opposite. So I think that's where you see a lot of people talk about mass shootings as false flags. When, in essence, I I don't know how much of that I honestly believe. I don't know that these mass shootings are all staged, not even staged because obviously people are getting shot, but put on. I'm not saying that they're all not. Some of them you can ask questions about. But every single one of these, no. I think they were going to happen because whoever shot up a whatever and had full intention on killing people, period. It's the media, the right and the left media, who pushes the agenda. But back to what I wanted to really talk about. (laughs) So Chicago, right? So, essentially, I'm going to say this. Anyone that's listening to the sound of my voice and you live in Chicago, I'm sorry, but you voted for this. Now, I didn't vote for crime and mischief and all this stuff. Whatever. When you vote for a person who has this to say about... Because they, that's how they can eat? The real answer is, how do we make sure the question is how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that, quite frankly, speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not, you're not condoning out, looting? I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation. But you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. By so you're, you're not that, condoning looting? There's no way to, to, to embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting 
that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. So now that's your new mayor in Chicago. Okay. Now, you're, you, if you listen to other podcasts, you may have heard that clip. Oddly enough, I've played that clip before. Well, how is that possible? Because it's like two years old. <laughs> this is your brain. What's his name? Brandon Cook, right? Is that his name? Brandon Johnson. That is, uh, at the time, he was a Cook County commissioner. This was during the summer of love, during the George Floyd situation that was going on across the country. He was talking about looting and obviously wouldn't condemn it, wouldn't say it was bad. He felt that because of corporate greed that they deserved to be looted and robbed. That's essentially what he was just saying there. Now, you're hearing this clip played on a lot of different shows because of what's going on in Chicago these last couple of days. This clip is two years old. This is who you voted for to be your mayor. You should have known this already. But no, for whatever reason, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the mayor, the, the other person that was running was a white guy, was a little bit more moderate, both Democrats, because you guys are fucking morons. <laughs> this guy, Brandon Johnson, wanted to reevaluate the money going to police and maybe move it here and move it there. But now this past weekend, you have a situation. Chicago mayor, elect Brandon Johnson, responds to this weekend's violent, quote-unquote, teen takeover of the Windy City downtown area by urging the public to not demonize the hordes of rampaging hordes, not horns, hordes of rampaging young people who set cars on fire, clashed with cops, and damaged private property. Johnson, a pro progressive Democrat and former teachers union organizer who was elected mayor earlier this month, released a statement Sunday reacting to the disorder in, in his city that resulted in a shooting and more than a dozen arrests. And he goes, in no way do I condone this destructive activity we saw in the loop and the lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However, it is not constructive to demonize the youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. So you're saying it's okay or it's not okay? Because if these hundred kids went and trashed a neighborhood or a store or burnt cars, I'm going to deem because I guarantee you one thing. If it was my business or my car that they destroyed, I'm going to demonize the fuck out of them. I don't give a shit that they have been starved of opportunities in their, in their communities. I don't fucking care about that. I care about my business and my car and my house and my family. Fuck them. How does that sound? And God prays that I live in a fucking state like Florida. And if you live in Louisville or, you know, Kentucky or you live in uh, Tennessee or Texas or Georgia, thank your fucking lucky stars because this kind of bullshit right here happens around here. A motherfucker going to get shot. Okay? And, and I'm going to get into random, maybe justified or unjustified shootings here in just a second. I'm going to finish with this before I go into that because I'm on fire right now. <laughs> 
But when you have a, a person who's about to be your mayor, he's not mayor yet, but he will be soon, saying these things, what do you think he's going to do for you? You guys, if you don't do a recall election on this motherfucker and get him out, you are going to be fucked. And I hate to be so crash and so so straightforward, but I, it is what it is. Now, also, and this is what trips me out. I had another article here, and for whatever reason, it's gone. So I, I basically know what it said, so we're going to go with that. So you also probably heard about the four Walmarts closing in the in the Chicago land area. And um, you, you have to ask the question, you know, you, you see all these people losing their mind. Oh, Walmart, it's racist. Walmart's racist. Why are they closing down these stores? Let me flash back to the fucking shit that just happened this past weekend. Okay? Why are stores closing? Because, like, right now I'm on Twitter, because I'm looking for the article I had, and these stores are trash. So there's a Woman cries while documenting the worst looting Walmart, worst looted Walmart you ever see. I'm not going to play it because it's just going to be, let's see, what does it sound like? Look at this. Came in the store to try to buy something. I'm not, Place is I'm, wiped I'm out. Look at Shit's this. all over the floor. They literally just trashed this place. No food for my kids. Now, this is one of the stores that's closing. Babies need milk. Can't I'm even a, get nothing for my kids, Listen to her. Bro. I feel like an animal, and black people made me feel like an animal. Y'all did this to us. The store is trashed. If you guys are on Twitter, look up Walmart Chicago. You'll see this video. This place is fucking just absolutely wrecked. And this is a lady. this, This is what we're fighting for. This is honoring George Floyd. People who already couldn't feed their kids, now they really can't feed their kids. So this must have been during the summer of love. So this is a situation where you have this is lady, I'm assuming, is a mother of, of some sort. And uh, she's crying because she can't get food for her kids, can't get milk, can't get stuff for her kids because of these demonized <laughs> individuals. So, yeah, does this lady deserve to demonize the youths that did what they did because they're Feeling some sort of way about how they're treated? Yeah, fuck them. This lady's trying to get food for her family, and you should see this Walmart. Now, mind you, this was during the summer of love, but this is one of those stores that is um, that's being shut down, okay? So you want to know why stores are being shut down. It's, it's, that's why. Walmart is a business. Uh, shocking. I know this is going to come as, as a shock to you guys, but Walmart is in the business to make a profit. Hate that as much as you want. If you don't like it, go start your own fucking store. Okay? Walmart as a company is not doing so well right now because if you guys aren't aware, the economy fucking sucks right now. <laughs> so if Walmart has already posted two quarters of negative growth. Walmart, our country has two as much as the government doesn't want to admit that, but as a business, if you're not making profit, you're not making money. So places hours get cut, people get fired. If you have stores in areas, whether it's Chicago, San Francisco, Seattle, wherever it, wherever they are, and they're in 
cities or states that don't hold people accountable for shoplifting, of course, when they're constantly getting looted, like shoplifting is one thing, and I'm not saying that's a good thing, because when I I told you guys before, uh, many moons ago, I used to be a manager for Walmart, and I stopped many of shoplifters. Shoplifting is one thing. The stuff that these people are doing in the stores is a whole nother situation. Okay? And they're brazen about it. And they know you're not going to do anything about it because it's a waste of time. Even if I stopped you for grabbing that bag, of, you know, that garbage bag full of whatever, they're not going to do anything. The state, the city, the you know, whatever, they're not going to do anything. So I'm not going to waste my time or possibly waste, lose my life stopping you over a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff. So Walmart and these other companies can only deal with that shit so long to where the profits outweigh the losses outweigh the profits. And that's what you're you're seeing. Now you can have uh, city commissioners and county commissioners and whoever these people are. You can have these people come out and say things like this. Walmart, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You are the reason that our communities lack the investment that they have. We should not have to go out of our communities to find jobs. We should not have to go out of our communities to get medicine. We should not go out of our communities to be able to shop. We should be able to do all of this in our communities. Right here. We deserve. We deserve. You don't deserve shit. Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Target, and whoever the fuck else, they deserve to make money. They put money into building a building, stocking it full of product. If you guys feel some sort of way about what Walmart is doing, take it out on the people that drove Walmart to do it. Not Walmart just said, fuck it, we're closing up shop and leaving. They have a reason. And I'm not sticking up for Walmart per se because they're the ones we're talking about. Where is your battle cries over Bed Bath & Beyond? Um, movie theaters. I'm just I'm not going to go through the whole exact list of of what and who where but you got different restaurants. You got like I said Bed Bath and Beyond, Old Navy, Banana Republic, uh breweries. You got Walgreens, which Walgreens, Walgreens, Walgreens is a it it started not in Chicago but in Illinois in that in that area. Their home offices are up there. They have closing stores in Chicago and downtown. CVS, Target. Where's your outrage over them? Don't be pissed off at these businesses because they're making a business decision to save themselves. They're not there for a charity. You want to get mad, get mad, but get mad at the right fucking people. Get mad at your mayor. Get mad at your governor. Get mad at your your city commissioners for not holding these people accountable, for having lax laws on shoplifting because of whatever reason. Because you feel some sort of way that these youths should are vindicated by doing this because they're owed something. I'm sick of the bullshit, and I'm sick of people being quote-unquote owed stuff. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. And as far as shootings go, 
Now, we also had three other situations, which I, I haven't really seen a whole lot of it on the news. I saw one of them, and it was mainly because of the color of the people involved. That's my opinion, but it proved me wrong because I'm going to give you three examples of basically the same thing. In, uh, I think it was Kansas City, somewhere in that area, you had a gentleman at his house. 80-year-old man. At home. It was nighttime. He's watching Matlock, whatever he's doing, he's chilling. Someone's coming in his front door. Okay? Now, the the, the kid, it was, I, kid, it was a younger person, coming in the front door, supposedly... And, and just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say that that's exactly what happened. He had the wrong house. He thought he was at Billy's house when he was at, you know, old man Johnson's house. He had the wrong house. And old man Johnson freaked out because there's a person coming in my front door unannounced at 10 o'clock at night. So old man Johnson, I don't know his name, I'm just... I don't have the article in front of me. This is just what I remember from the from the news article. Opens fires, kills the kid. Did the kid deserve to die? Well, in the eyes of old man Johnson, yeah. Put yourself in old man Johnson's place. Regardless of this kid being black and you being white. Forget about that. And like I said, let's let's say that this kid, I mean, he's dead, but let's say the story is true. He had the wrong house. He wasn't there to do anything of ill will. He had the wrong house. He thought he was going in Billy's house, and he went into Old Man Johnson's house. Let's assume that's the case. Is Old Man Johnson not justified in doing what he did? And the reason I ask that is this. You're at home. You're watching TV. Minding your own business. Your wife's there. Your kids are there. Or you're by yourself. Whatever. Or you're in bed for that matter. Because it's 10 o'clock at night. Which this old man may have very well been. You hear someone coming in the front door. Now I would have to ask the question. If this kid was in the wrong house. If he was at the wrong place. How was he coming in the front door? I'm I'm not trying to pass ill will or judgment on a dead kid. I'm asking a question. If someone come to my house and they don't live here or never have lived here, like my kids have keys to the house even though they don't live here, number one, (laughs) they would announce themselves. Number two, if they don't have a key, how are they getting in the front door? Is old man Johnson just leaving the door unlocked? Okay. Let's say that's the case. Old man Johnson forgot to lock the door. But this kid still would have thought he was at uh, wherever he was at and would have used a key, right? If old man Johnson's in bed and he hears someone coming in his front door, he's asleep or he's going to bed or he's about asleep, whatever. Is he within his right to grab his gun and defend himself? Yes. Yes. You don't know what that person's intention are. You don't know. You're an old man. Do you have time to interview this guy before you fucking shoot him? No. You don't know. And it doesn't matter that the kid's black. That's not, it's not like, oh shit, there's a black guy in my house. Shoot him, kill him. No, I guarantee if that dude was white, it would have been the same result. That don't mean shit. I'm sorry. 
But, of course, the media is going to make it about that. And you've probably heard of that story. You've probably heard of that. Why? White man kills black kid. Period. He had the wrong house. Okay, how, how do you know he had the wrong house? He's dead. I mean, I'm not ha, 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 he's dead. But how do you know? I mean, yeah, obviously he had the wrong house because he's dead. But you don't know that he just, oops, wrong house. How do you know he wasn't there to do something else? I'm not saying he was, but how do you know he wasn't? I'm tired of the assumptions because this kid was black and this old man was white. Forget about the colors. Put yourself, whatever color you are, in the shoes of this old man and someone, as far as you know, it's someone, some people, two, three, four. You don't know. You're 80. I don't, I, I'm nowhere near 80. And I would have probably done the same fucking thing. I'm sorry. White, black, Hispanic, I don't care. You have no reason coming through my front door. Period. So, anyway. So that was story one. Story two. Don't know the city. Don't know the state. But basically, same situation. But this involved police officers. Nighttime, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Police go to a person's house. And on their body cam, you hear them talking. There's two cops. You hear them talking to each other. Uh, did dispatch say 4035 or 5045? Uh, I think it was, you know, they're kind of talking, you know, and they're knocking at the door. I don't know. Was it 50 or it's 40? I, I don't know. So they kind of turned to like, I think they were, I don't, it seemed like they might have been going back to the car because they thought they had the wrong house. They were going to call. They were going to do something. At this moment, the gentleman who lived in the house opened the door to see who in the fuck's knocking on his door at, you know, 11 o'clock at night with a gun. Now, he didn't kick open the front door and start fucking shooting. He just had the gun in his hand. What were the cops' reaction to that? They shot and killed the guy. They <laughs> were at the wrong house. We don't think they were at the wrong house. They were at the wrong house. How do I know that? It's on their body cam. Okay. Did the dude open the door and raise the gun to shoot? No. He didn't. It's on their body cam. Police officers, white. Guy at the house, white. That's why you haven't heard about that story. And that's my point. Story number three. Washington State. Now, of the three, I'm going to say that this person being in jail for what happened is legit. And I'll tell you why in a second. Old man Johnson defended his property. Whether that kid was aggressive or not, he don't know that. He's coming in the front door. The police officer shooting that guy, my opinion, those police officers should be in trouble. Whether they go to jail or fired or whatever. But guarantee you... If that homeowner opened in the door with a gun was a black man and the same result happened, you would have seen riots. And, and it is what it is. And I'm not saying that all black people are crazy and that's what they do. But that's what the news media makes you do because they'll throw that division. Especially if, God forbid, both those incidents happened and it was black-white black, white situation. <sighs> but there would have been funded marches and George Floyd all over again. 
Now, the situation in Washington State, guy's at his, on his property. He has a couple of acres. He's chilling. Car pulls into his property. Car appears to realize they're in the wrong place. Turns around to leave. Guy shoots. I shouldn't laugh. Guy shoots and, and kills the two people in the car. Should he be in jail? Most definitely. Well, Don, you're saying that the guy coming in the front door getting shot, that was justified. This is different. They weren't in the person's house. They were on his property. Uh, let me paint a picture for you. You're at home. You're watching TV. Car pulls into your driveway. Oh, shit. This is a 1234 Mockingbird Lane. I'm looking for a 1234 Hummingbird Lane. Shit. Let me back out and leave. Are you justified to run outside and shoot him because they pulled in your driveway? No. That's the difference. <laughs> they weren't coming in the front door. They were in the driveway. They were on his property. They weren't. They literally pulled up, said, oh, shit, we're in the wrong place. Turn around to leave. The guy shot him. Not only that, they were leaving. They weren't aggressing towards him. Okay? There's your difference. You probably haven't heard of all three of those stories because... Two of them were white on white. Now, if you live in those particular areas, you've probably heard about those stories. But anyways, last story of the day. I uh, did not know I was going to go this long, but <laughs> hey, I'm done. So anyway, this one is going to be something that is in the news. And, and I'm calling it a news of the obvious. Why? News of the obvious. With your host, PCGC. Okay, so we've heard yesterday, right? Uh, U.S. arrest two for setting up Chinese secret police station in New York City. So this broke yesterday, yesterday afternoon. U.S. federal agents arrest two New York residents for allegedly operating a Chinese secret police station in Chinatown, District of Manhattan. I mean, Alvin Bragg should be more worried about other things than Trump, but you know. On Monday, in what prosecutors said was a smart, was part of a crackdown of Beijing's alleged target of dissidents. Lu blah, 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 61, and Chang, blah, 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 of 59. That's not how you say the last name, but I'm not going to try. Uh, face charges of conspiracy to act as agents of Chinese government without informing U.S. authorities. They were released on bond following. <laughs> so there you go. Um, why is this news of the obvious, Don? This is breaking news. This is big time. This just happened yesterday afternoon. This is news. Why is this news of the obvious? Well, because if you've been listening to this show for any length of time or for at least the last six, seven months, this is why. China has opened police stations in USA and Canada to monitor Chinese citizens. September 30th, 2019. 22. China has opened uh, dozens of overseas police stations around the globe to monitor its citizens living abroad, including one location in New York City. Do I hit the news of the obvious sound again? This was last year. We talked about it on this show. Because my question was, and this was during the whole uh, weather balloon thing. <laughs> <laughs> we got fucking China. Why do we have Chinese police stations in America? I brought that up. This isn't news, guys. This is what they call in the business is a distraction. Oh, shit, look at that. 
there's Chinese police station in New York and they're spying on U.S. citizens. This isn't news. <laughs> this is old news. We knew about this in September of last year and you didn't do shit about it. Why are we bringing it up now? Why is this important? Well, gee, what's going on? What they're trying to do, what these newspapers, TV news programs, uh, you, know, sh you know, wherever all these Chinese places are, they're trying to get you pissed off at China. Why? So you'll be no problem when we go to war with them. Guys, open your eyes and understand what the fuck is going on here. We have a government, not just talking about the president, I'm talking about all the little fuckers up there who want to go to war. They kind of might have missed their chance with, with Russia. Okay? So we're moving on to the next guy. They want this for whatever fucking reason. So they've got to... I'm not saying that we shouldn't demonize China. I'm not saying that. But I just read you a story from <laughs> September 30th. It's April 18th. It's seven months later. The one that this article in the New York Post wrote about is the same one they busted yesterday. <laughs> this isn't news. Ask yourself, why now? And if you knew, and this is an article broke September 30th of last year, they probably knew about it beforehand. Just know this. If something like this is happening. Something like this to me is a big deal. If I hear a news story, I'm going to remember it. That's what that's one good thing about doing this podcast is I can get on here and say, "Well, Chinese police station." And then 6 7 8 months later, shit pops up. I can be like, "Yeah, I remember when I talked about that?" I could do a story about the Operation Sandman and and tie in the BRICS situation last March. Not this past March, last March, 22. No one's talking about it. This was the only podcast at the time that was even talking about that and putting those connections together. A uh, year plus later, now it's big news. I'm not saying I'm breaking any kind of news. I'm just saying that I'm awesome, and you guys should really listen to the show and make sure you're sharing this. And whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please give me a five-star rating. Give a review. Most importantly, subscribe to the show. You're already listening. You already love the show. Just subscribe and share it with your friends. Tell them how great the show is and how energetic the host is. And he's tired, and he's going to put a cap on the day. My point is this. Before I, before I close, in closing, guys, pay attention to what's going on, okay? And like I said, I, I, I know I'm just some dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, and I try to get here three days a week for you. I know I missed yesterday. Like I said, new soundboard trying to get it situated so I could be here today. I could have not done a show today and just pushed it off to tomorrow, but no, I'm here, and I'm going to do a show tomorrow. You're welcome. <sighs> but when I tell you the things I tell you, I might sound crazy, and people that kind of know me or that actually know me might think I'm just some dude, and I am just some dude, but I've told you this before. For bulk of my day, whether I'm at work or after, 
I don't really have a whole lot to do other than read and research and see stuff. And I write everything down. So just keep that in mind. Soon, with y'all's help, we can grow this show. We can be big. I'm, you know, find me on on social media. Don't tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and and TikTok as long as it's around. Uh, check us out on Twitter, dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. If you're not on social media, that's fine. I have a website. It's don'ttreadonamerica.com. Subscribe to the website. Trust me, you won't get spammed. But if you need to reach me, if you have questions, if you have concerns, if you have something you just want to get off your chest, if you have an article from wherever you live, whatever country, whatever state you live in, send it my way. I'll cover it. I'm going to do my own research, but I'll get to it. Okay? And I'll shoot you credit. I do it with Eric. Our European correspondent, Eric Foster, right? <laughs> so, um, trust me, it's going to take you guys and gals to make this show what it could be. So, with that being said, guys, it is April 18th, 2023, Tuesday, Rare Tuesday show. And I will be back tomorrow with a new show. You guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you then.